0: Yeah, that's it. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Dave McGimsey. Hello, sir.
1: Well, hello, Dave. So good to have you here. It's my pleasure. You know, I was just thinking, and uh, we were just there talking about the Raptors. Yes. And about their name. You know, and of all the teams named after 90s movies, I think they're the best team since the Utah You Complete Me's. <laughs> <laughs> but they I were so really good, do. though. Like they were good. they were good. I know they were really good. They were good. Yeah. I like the uh,
0: the Missouri Show Me the Money. Oh, they were
1: fantastic. They yeah. were excellent. they but, were a but, really I mean, good team. Yeah. That was the Maguire
0: Division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, every team was yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Even the Arizona Cardinals yeah, was exactly. another example, I believe. <laughs> the, I always thought that the um, what was it? The Sherwood Forest Gumps were pretty
1: good. They were good. They were an excellent team. Yeah. And that was, of course, in the uh, in the division that you just talked of the uh, the Jerry. McGuire division, right? Mm-hmm. There was the uh, the uh, Arizona, uh, what was it? The Arizona Zellwegers, yeah, the Arizona Zellwegers. Yeah, they, they were, were they fantastic, were, yeah.
0: but but always you know treading that line between uh, you know the haves and the have-nots. You know, I, I don't want a team that one year is the Brewers and the next year is the Red Sox. That's just too confusing from a fan. That race. is very
1: too confusing. That is yeah.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, we have James Foster joining us in studio. James is uh, he's wearing a Bruins jersey. He's wearing the same thing he wore when he did the show on CJD on Friday night. And um, he's got three mics in front of him. So you're trying to look like a Bruins player being interviewed by... Stein Rusnak and Gallo after the game, right? Is that is that what we're going for right now? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Correct. great. Great. We don't know which mics working, so whichever one this is going to be just a Oh boy, Jimmy's just throwing his hands up in the air. And welcome to Midnight on Mondays people. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a fantastic show. I'm so excited. We've got Torben Rolfson joining us in about t- 10 minutes time and frankly, I don't he's a very funny man Torben Rolfson. I don't think he's going to be able to top our top story tonight. No. Hey there, blimpy boy. (laughs) I know. Flying through the sky. So
1: so fancy free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a 21 meter brewery blimp, which we saw in Montreal during the Tampa series, somehow made its way to New Brunswick. I'm not sure what was going on there that they wanted the blimp for, but um,
1: it became untethered and now the blimp is on the loose. It is. It, the pictures are so beautiful, especially being in New Brunswick and where they are. And you look at them and they're sort of like dowdy, like older homes. And sure. you look at them and there's this glorious blimp just sort of representing like untethered freedom, you know. And you have all the people just looking at it like, blimp, take me to where you're going. I don't want to be here anymore. You know, it's just, it's so gorgeous. It really is. Wakes my heart. And
0: it's such a, I don't know, for me, this is the maybe the most Canadian story. Since the maple. Hi, a Maple syrup heist. This might be the most <laughs> Canadian story I've ever heard. And, and when you have lines like, um, the Department has issued, Transport Canada's issued a notice to aircraft and flight officials in Moncton and St. John were warned about the balloon. There's just, there's something beautiful about it. It's like turning on WCAX and, and hearing a story about a cow being hit by a by
1: something. No, it's it really is beautiful because I like to think clearly too, because if this happened in Arkansas, people would just be shooting at that Oh, thing. for sure. You know? For sure. I didn't even think about
0: that. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. It really
1: shows like, you know, the sort of like the sweetness of, of Canadians, you know, because they're just... Just looking at it, just saying, Oh, oh come back. You know?
0: And it's not just, you know, it's not any old blimp. Yeah. It's a blimp shaped like a goal light that goes off. Now, let's say the blimp is still missing. Do they have the ability to turn on the light and have it still go off when That's a team true. scores the goal in the playoffs? Because sure that'd be a great so. way to find great. it, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's what,
1: that's, what, that's how they will find it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I absolutely love this story. I, um, well, the Simpsons fan in me goes straight to the Duff blimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a brewery blimp. I didn't think of it as, a, I just thought of it as the Budweiser blimp. I, I'm happy to give them. I would call it the Duff Blimp as well.
1: No, well was Budweiser has that campaign about uh, putting like a goal light in your house, right? Too, right?
0: Which, which makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, I guess goals are down in the NHL, so <laughs>
1: <It's> like,
0: <laughs> can you imagine that thing in the
1: '80s? You'd go crazy. Oh, absolutely. How like do if people, you were an
0: Oilers fan, James Foster's an Oilers fan, can you imagine having the goal light in your house in the 80s? <laughs> that would have been
1: fantastic. <laughs> yeah. How do you mean, explain that to your neighbors, you know, who think that it's an alarm, <laughs> you know? like Or just ordinary, like, good citizens who think, oh, there's an alarm going off. There's an alarm going off at the Johnson house there. It's like, oh, no, no, that's just a thing that goes off every time there's a goal in a hockey game. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I could see at a certain point, just stop scoring already, please, for the love of... Well, at least it's not basketball.
0: Imagine there was something you had that went off every time your team scored in basketball. That would be yeah, that would be
1: insane. That really would. That would <laughs> yeah. They should have it though. They, they should, should have, have some sort of ringer that they, that happens that way. Yeah. Best team in the uh, Jerry Maguire division, by the way, the uh, Cuba Goodings. <laughs> Boom!
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got a fun show tonight. We're going to uh, bring you. Uh, we're to bring you some updates on some scores here. We got some basketball games that are. Uh, well, there's one game that's quite tight right now. Three minutes left in the fourth quarter. San Antonio is up on Dallas, 84-83. Game is in Dallas. I have good authority that Dallas is going to lose this game. Jimmy's looking at me qu- qu- quizzically. Y- you don't know why. What is
1: this good authority? Well, I did see Tony Romo in the stands. That is a that there cannot be a uh, like a worse harbinger. That's what you I'm know, for Dallas. There yeah. was
0: a photo of uh, Tony Romo at the um, at the Dallas Anaheim game last night as well. Okay, (laughs) and I think there's a pretty good chance. Just making those rounds. Well, I feel like Tony'd get the hint by now. You would think. Well, you'd think he'd leave after the third quarter of a basketball game, or the second period of a hockey game. Or I mean, if you want to be really
1: considerate, he would leave after the third quarter of a Cowboys game. Well, you got to hand it to Tony Romo for not getting it. It's almost adorable. You know, like the way he goes around, you know, and he just, like, you know, he's there sitting up front and he's, like, completely happy, looks like he's having a good time. You know, he, it's like, actually, you know, we should all strive to be, you know, in some ways. Wow. You know, like that that chipper, like, considering his legacy. Well, I don't think, and, and that's it, I don't think he looks at his legacy like that. I think he goes, I'm a professional quarterback. I play for the Dallas Cowboys. I have a $100 million contract contract. contract and you don't I suppose he doesn't ever comes off that sort of arrogant though you know like that's the thing about like Tony Romo he's all shucks yeah he is a sort of all shucks uh, kind of guy and he has that you know he's uh he seems like always optimistic he has like the the aura of like a a sophomore in the in the league, you know, had a good rookie season, you know, well, and he's still gonna he's still gonna go and get him, you know, next year, you know. <laughs> they didn't they came up a little short, of course, because he's just a rookie, you know. <laughs> uh, Atlanta beat uh,
0: Indiana one hundred and seven to ninety seven. Kind of impressed that Indiana managed to claw back and make that a bit of a game. I think it was a thirty point lead at one point.
1: Well, what whatever happened to Indiana? They were I know you know they were they were like meant to uh, destroy. Uh, they were meant to destroy uh, Miami. Yeah, and Miami's just going to march their way through that uh, that conference,
0: well, unless uh, Max's play.
1: Raptors uh, come alive, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think the problem with speaking Paul Pierce, of pie-eyed
0: optimism. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Miami. Uh, speaking of marching, four nothing series win. Uh, they defeated Charlotte tonight, one hundred nine to ninety eight. That's it for them until the next round, when they play the winner of the Raptors and the Nets. Yeah, I just don't feel that, you know, as I was on the Nets bandwagon for signing Jason Collins. Right. But, uh, and then I went off it for Prokhorov and, you know, not cheering for Russian oligarchs. And frankly, it's much easier to just go along with bad grammar and say, we the North.
1: What? Have <laughs> you not what heard, that? that's the saying. Is that's this th- the saying? That's
0: the saying. We the North. That's we their battle cry North? That's the That is the Raptors battle cry. We the North.
1: That is awful. Yeah. <laughs> that is, really? The English again? professor doesn't like it. I'm we shocked. We the North? It, like, is there... Is I am there, getting that right, okay. right? It is we the North, yeah. Is is when they write this out. It, yeah. I will accept it only if there's a comma after we. No, no, no. No, no, Okay, no. then. Like yeah. we the people. It's yeah, we the North, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> they will only accept it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's It's got that like Boston Strong kind of feel to it. It does, yeah. Or, it's, or it just sounds like, yes, the North to us. We, oui, like, oui, we, the North. The North. We, <laughs> <Oui, Lenore>. Le <laughs> But it would be more like New Le Yes. If it was. Uh... This is a terrible slogan, you yeah. know, and just for that, like you know, I really do. Oh, now, cho- now you're I'm cheering especially. for the nets even more, right? Yeah. Right, because you were you were a little. I never before. Cheer, I never before. cheer for like Toronto teams, you know. <laughs> like however, however sad that makes me, but I never, uh, I never ever cheer for a Toronto team in anything. Well, they're Canada's team, right? I suppose so, but like that's that's always mystifying to me that you have to sort of like give that up to because it's professional sports too. I mean, and uh the idea that the Toronto Raptors are somehow playing for Canada is a little of a tough sell uh, for me. You know, <laughs> you know, you can you can make their Maple leaves on the back of their jersey bigger every single year, you know, but it's still and never they, I never really buy into that. Yeah.
0: Well, what I don't buy into is the idea that. um an Oilers fan or a Flames fan has to cheer for the Habs because we want the cup in Canada. Like that, that, that kind of pan national me, s- sentiment is,
2: uh, I think it's pure bull. Well, as course. an Oilers fan, I can confirm that. Okay, good to know. Right. Good yeah. to know. Thank <laughs> yeah. you,
0: thank you. And it would be weird if if Canucks fans were suddenly cheering for the Habs, but
1: I think there is that element it out would, there. It would be like you're giving up on something that is actually truer to like what you are as a fan. I would never expect somebody to say, especially somebody from Toronto you know, to all of a sudden, like, cheer for the Habs, I would I would assume that a good Leafs fan would cheer for anybody but the Habs.
0: I remember uh, Ted teven saying on air that uh, you shouldn't cheer for the Jays. Like, when the Jays were in the World Series, him saying you have to cheer for the National League. Because the yeah, Expos I, I, are in the
1: National League, I, I bought that too. Yeah, yeah? I, I did. I did. I like. I cheered uh, for I, Philly and Atlanta. I most definitely did. Oh wow! Yeah. I was like the only person. I, I was living in Halifax at the time, and I was the only person in the world. It seemed, you know, cheering for those teams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh twelve eighteen. Torben Rolfson's around the corner. The uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, well, they're, they're going to Game Seven now, so we're going to send this one out to uh, to Patrick Wall, who looked a little sad tonight. This is The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. I
3: made the first one, but I did not make the second show. Because I met this girl there that brought about quite a big change. Did
1: oh, you, you pick this but up?
3: OD'd in Denver, and I just can't remember her name. I guess you could say that my love life was not up to par. Too many nights alone had left some permanent scars She told me she'd love me, and I told her that I'd do the same Then I OD'd in Denver, and I just can't remember her name
0: Kaufman show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman and Dave McGimsey here with you tonight. James Foster has sat in as well in all of his Boston
2: attired glory.
0: (sighs) I need a shower just looking at you, James.
1: Just wait till Friday. Do you think well, that's the Celtics pants as well? Like of, so. <laughs> Patriots not pantaloons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a Celtics fan, actually. Uh, okay, no. no. Um, you have the Patriots suspenders and you know that kind of thing. Patriots boat. I'm a Ravens fan, actually. Oh really? Okay. Yeah.
0: James, if if we have to do a so three you've got hour radio... life is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> if we have to do a three hour radio show on CJD on Friday night while the Habs are playing, I'm going to lose my mind. It was, I know. I'm <laughs> it so was...
2: looking forward to it. It's gonna be fantastic. <laughs>
0: I, i'm picturing something like we're now joined by a ukrainian expert and they
2: score a, a, a commercial go to commercial james quick we'll, we'll have to make sure it's a light show <laughs> yeah we'll have to definitely make sure it's a very hockey heavy a lot of simpsons jokes absolutely
0: absolutely yeah. we'll uh we'll...
2: we'll we'll take care of you Dave. <laughs> we'll bring it like
0: we always do thank you james uh james is the uh, technical producer for the exchange on CGAD, which i host on friday nights jimmy is the technical producer of the kaufman show which i host on Monday nights and Torben Rolson is the uh, weekly guest that we have who uh, makes us laugh brings a little bit of levity and lightness to this world he joins us every Monday from Vancouver British Columbia you can follow him on Twitter at Van Guy hello Torben Dave Dave
4: James how are you guys doing we're great how are you doing great thanks what's going on man not too much you know just watching and enjoying the NHL NBA playoffs and trying to squeeze in a little baseball when I can
0: yeah, well, you know, the baseball's there and it, it has its moments, but nothing compares to I mean, uh 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter, San Antonio and Dallas tied at tied at 87 at, uh, yeah, at 87. I uh, look over to my right and uh, San Jose and LA are tied at 1 with about what 10 minutes left in the third period. Kind of yeah. wild stuff right now and San Antonio just hit a tray. 30 seconds left, 90 to 87 now. So, uh
4: I, I know, but I find myself it's so weird because it's April and I put baseball in the background partly because it's a little bit like having radio on. You know, you mentioned Vin Scully early uh, earlier. I've been having him on a lot, and it, it's just kind of, especially when it's background and you're working. Baseball is perfect. Yep. Like and and a log I like, on it's fire. like I'm like uh, <laughs> what, what? NHL NBA are playing meaningful games after six months. You can't have baseball on right now.
0: Well, it, it does seem that way. You're absolutely right. And the Kings have scored now. Look at that. It's uh, two to one with eight minutes left, oh. and the Kings might all the crawl all the way back from down three nothing. Look at that.
4: All right. So, uh, Torben, make me laugh. Well, that was awful that Donald Sterling said he didn't want Magic Johnson attending his team's basketball games. What what about diversity and inclusiveness? When Johnson had his Magic Hour talk show, viewers of all creeds and colors refused to tune in. (laughs) (laughs) We were all together, man. Nice. (laughs) So Sterling was slated to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award on May 15th from the NAACP. Uh, That's just a few weeks before Vladimir Putin will host the Tony (laughs) Award. Of course, now it sounds like uh, Sterling will not receive the award from the NAACP for making millions off the backs of black athletes, but he is still in the running for a similar honor from the NCAA. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Who takes arguments with their girlfriend? Honey, I hate your friends. Wait, before you respond, hit record. <laughs> Sterling's girlfriend supposedly has 100 hours of tapes. That chick stores more files than Joaquin Phoenix's girlfriend in her.
5: <laughs> nice.
4: So Adam Silver, uh, he's going to have a presser tomorrow. Before that, his biggest issue was he wanted college basketball stars to have grades and class attendance speak for them for two years. <laughs> Big one with him, right? And the top teams are starting to move through to the second round of the NHL playoffs. The Chicago Blackhawks are a very likable team, and if you don't agree with them, they'll hit you with a hockey stick.
0: <laughs> Better than what the Bruins will do to you.
4: <laughs> I love your guy stuff on the seventy-foot uh, red goal light blimp that has broken off its tether and is on the loose in the skies above Canada. Yeah, for yeah, a red exactly, goal-light. Jimmy. <laughs> What's that? No,
0: Jimmy hit the punchline early, but the thing itself—it just it writes itself. <laughs>
4: Be on the lookout for a red goal light, or as it's referred to here in Vancouver, a UFO. <laughs> Justin Bieber, speaking of air travel, was detained at LAX after he falsely de- declared he was traveling with a San Francisco 49er.
5: <laughs>
4: and the NFL schedule was released as Detroit Lions are playing the Atlanta Falcons in London's Wembley Stadium on October 26th. I thought they were trying to expand the appeal of the sport overseas.
5: Yeah, that ain't going to (laughs) work.
4: So Man City and Liverpool are playing in New York, but the Lions and Falcons are going the other way? It's not a fair cultural exchange. That's like entering Transformers in the Cannes Film Festival. (laughs) They may make a movie about Yassir Puig, uh, his long, dangerous road from Cuba to the U.S., they're just waiting to secure financing from Miami and Mexico. Oh, God. Oh, God. A disagreement over gross points, apparently. 20%, man. I want my
0: 20 points.
4: Yeah. The Detroit Tigers will honor former manager Jim Leland on May 10th. Fans will receive a commemorative Leland art piece, which in memory of his bullpens will probably be a mini bonfire made out of
0: cigarettes. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was thinking a commemorative lighter.
4: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and finally, the uh, Brewers' Ryan Braun celebrated Cinco de Mayo a week early using teammate Gene Segura as a piñata. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a terrible scene. <laughs> Awful to
0: see. You know, I and I remember Brad Fulmer used to do that stuff in the... I think he once knocked somebody out when he was with the Jays, but he used to do it with the Expos, too. He was just constantly swinging a bat wherever he went. And, uh, yeah, be, beware if you're a teammate of one of these... Uh, Boy, you know, there's a, uh, there is a line to be drawn between... Uh, the drug use and the constant swinging of the bat maybe i don't know right yeah oh Torvin, thanks so much man you made me laugh tonight it was great well you always make me laugh but tonight was uh was super good and uh follow him on twitter at van guy
4: have a great night and week guys thanks very much
0: thank you poor vancouver thinking it's a ufo <laughs> that's just rough you know what was it a year and a half ago that everything was just fine in vancouver Really, it like, seems yeah. that way.
1: I don't think so. You I don't know. know if they're I'd just call masking it. it.
0: You yeah. don't know if you'd call it. Fine. Right. No,
2: they had some. They had some issues well before they even got to Game Seven. There, that's still further than most teams. No. Yeah, but I. I don't know. I. I didn't think they had any chance at any point.
0: Jimmy, was I right? Did San Antonio beat Dallas? They did, 93 the t- to 89. That is the Tony Romo effect, ladies and gentlemen. LA 2, San Jose 1, 640 left. Jimmy, I'll tell you all about that and more in his update, which is coming up next on The Kaufman Show on TSN 690.
3: I'm going to tell you a story.
0: It's The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. I am Dave Kaufman. You can follow me at The Kaufman Show on the Twitter. I feel like the is the, the thing that people do now, right? Because Donald Sterling Twitter. was yelling, well, why are you putting the pictures up on the Instagram? <laughs> Although there was kind of a part of me that was thinking that he doesn't know the difference between Instagram and Internet probably doesn't. And it was, you're yeah. putting these up on the Instagram. <laughs> Is he really someone that you want to emulate right now? Absolutely never, never was, James, never was. It's, uh well, it's just an incredible story, though. It's, uh I was happy I asked Richard Deitch if, if SI would have ran the tape. Right, what and, did he and say? And he said that they would have ran the tape, but they never would have paid for it. Oh, okay. And, I mean, I think we can assume that
1: TMZ paid for it. Well, of course they did. That's how they... Yeah. Do. Did you read uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, like, piece about this, too? No. Where he actually talked about that while, I mean, it's absolutely hilarious and, like, and he was very forceful about the whole thing. But he also did talk about the culture of, like, buying things and about uh, the invasion of privacy, like, of this, too. It was an interesting, like, well, perspective. Well, that's a side of
0: it. I mean, it's it's a TMZ story, and, and I don't think that 10 years ago this would have come out this way. No, but there's... But, and not to take away anything from the story, it's out, and the guy's an asshole,
1: and he should not be the public face of the league. No, that's 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 a given that he should be gone. And but whether how one feels about the way with which uh, journalism is procured, let's say, right. Uh, that's that's a boat that's already sailed I think actually it was like the OJ trial which changed everything too because you'd had on a regular basis because of this you know the National Enquirer was constantly scooping the New York Times right. or the LA Times or the more August news services so now they're like referring to things that the, the uh, that the National Enquirer is generating through paying sources
0: hey the National Enquirer could have won a Pulitzer for what they did with John Edwards right exactly I, I mean New York Times was was kissing his ass and, and and leading him towards the presidency. Absolutely, yeah. And the National Enquirer is the one that busts him for the for the videos. That's, that's exactly right. And, and and but that says something, and it says something about the state of journalism today. And and I wonder if if I mean, let's play the game. If Walt Disney was alive today, would we be talking about boycotting Disney for his anti semitism?
1: Well, that's a different uh, issue. I mean, and like people like talking about Disney's legacy are not as like certain about that, about what his actual personal feelings are. We do know like he was associated with a lot of groups or, or with one group in particular that had uh, anti-Semitic like ideas, but whether or not he is on record of saying something is a bit more up in the air. Okay. You know, but you might be able to, the thing is you can always get sources to say anything. That's, that's part of the, that's part, that's, like how the legal system, it doesn't work that way in Canada or the UK, because let's say if somebody says, oh, I saw like Oprah, you know, Oprah bought, you know, like a couple of boxes of donuts and somebody said that. And if you're willing to say that, then you're a source. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Right. And so there's no malice of you like doing it and you, because in order to prove some sort of like libelous intent. You know, you have to actually be seeking to injure somebody in Well, the United isn't States. it... In you can't States. just be wrong about it. But you're also not allowed to uh, make that recording in the States.
0: No, you're not. That's very illegal. That is, yeah. And, and yet, here we are, and it's allowed to be disseminated, and it's newsworthy, and all these other things. And again, it doesn't take away from the fact that this guy is a racist
1: jerk. No, and he got idiot. caught red-handed, and everybody knows this, too. Everybody but is we've known it for aware. years.
0: We've known it for years. And, and there's another question about that. Why would doc rivers sign after knowing what happened to elgin Baylor in la why would he want this guy's money why would he want to play for this guy why would anybody want to play for this guy
1: i'm not gonna like i don't know what doc rivers motives are he seems like a very level-headed uh, person and he seemed to like take this like a leadership position with the clippers once this story broke You know, demanding like a video conference with the players, uh, talking about a strategy and also allowing the players to do what they wanted rather than him just saying, oh, this is what you've got to do. But him showing his support uh, for his players. What do you think is going to happen? Well, as soon as they can have this verified, they have to uh, basically... Uh, relieve him of like his duties like they the nba has the power to do that to just like subsume like and just like kick him out of there
0: from what i've understood the uh the league constitution gives the league that power but only if the guy can't afford to sign the paychecks that there isn't this clause that exists there isn't the really oh okay so then they they need to rewrite the book basically
1: well, it's it uh, that's always interesting to the way with which uh, f- uh leagues exist as a one business, which is the league and the franchises underneath it, which exist as separate businesses as well. right. And I think the NBA uh, I, I think they would have the discretion to do so and to reinvent the rules. You know, wouldn't they? I mean, like, to what extent is like, can't the, the board of governors say immediately to rewrite their constitution to allow them to do this? You would think, and because have it's it
0: ratified not... by 29 of the 30 owners, and there you go.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh,
0: I would think that that's what they'd have to do. Because if a player was in a similar situation, he would not be. He would not see the light of day. Well,
1: think of all the like the poor people like in the world who've been like, you know, dismissed from their jobs because they parked in the boss's parking spot. You know. And of all the people, you know, this person, you know, is like the worst, you know, the worst human being like we've heard of in the longest time. And the fact that he gets to keep this is like, that's, uh, that's outrageous. There
0: was a tweet yesterday that I think it was Jamel Hill from ESPN that said, uh, the sign that you're a real racist, one, you hate Magic Johnson, and two, you managed to get Michael Jordan to speak out. Right.
1: (laughs) that is very true and, yeah. and
0: earlier in the day before jordan released his statement i tweeted something like uh, are we going to hear from michael jordan oh wait racist buy sneakers too because right. there's that famous michael jordan quote from back in the day about how republicans buy shoes and that's how he would never he would never want to pipe in on an issue his relationship I mean, with that's... nike was
1: too special right
0: <laughs> yeah. i uh, i had said to Deitch earlier and, and you can go to the com to check out my conversation with richard dype is that i believe that's up right now um I asked him if there were more, Afri- sorry, if there were more Native American players in the National Football League, would the reaction to the Redskins be similar
1: to the reaction that we saw? And, and I think he thought I was on to something. Well, I agree with that, uh, that there would be a stronger reaction uh, to that. But, it's also, but that's also grandfathered in, the, the, the name of the Redskins, uh, that's already like a pre-existing sort of thing that's existed for a long time. And part of like a sports culture, and it's so the last vestiges of it, you know, like a tavern that's that like, like right. the way that taverns didn't allow women to go into it, the, and they, they they allow that to like uh, die out. But that doesn't still exist in Montreal. No, it doesn't. And they all, they were
0: forced to say Bienvenue, paint Bienvenue Dam on the right, door. Right, that's exactly
1: right. But when <laughs> they brought the law in, they allowed the establishments that had that to keep it. To, to keep it until. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't renew their license. Or- like
0: uh, Glenn Anderson with the helmet. Exactly. Or with the no
1: helmet. Like, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh,
0: 1241 on uh, TSN 690 right now. This is The Kauffman Show, and we'll be right back. Theologians, they don't know nothing about my soul. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. You know, it got a little violent in the uh, L.A. San Jose game. I think uh, San Jose figured uh, there's only one way that they're going to Gets some momentum going into Game 7 right now, so they better drop the gloves, which you don't see that
1: often in the playoffs. No, you don't, but it shows a little, little bit of character, at least the way I look at it for San Jose. Yeah, uh, is that San how you Jose. feel about that? I honestly do. I think like if you're going to be humiliated in that way, that a team has to stand up for itself.
0: Does anybody in this room know what happened to anti Niemi? Why he's not playing? Why their, their backup started the game tonight?
4: Well, he was benched. Out. He basically, he got pulled in Game Four. It doesn't matter. The guy, the,
0: the the backups played eleven games.
4: He's in his the career. veteran. Anthony Niemi should have started. To get to yeah, get, he should. Yeah, have.
0: and it doesn't give that confidence for for what's going to be a Game Seven. And wow, can you believe that there's going to be a Game Seven after the Sharks had a three nothing lead, where we were a week ago thinking that the Sharks were.
1: Finals. oh you're not
0: alone i think i think uh the the popular pick the vegas pick was san jose and boston oh really okay and uh well boston and montreal coming up uh
1: i'm um, just
0: saying is it really not surprising?
2: though is it that surprising that san jose is choking in the playoffs no
0: no but come on this is but every year james foster every single year people think this is the year they're finally going to do it they're going to get over that hump what, do you think there's something in the water in Northern California that prevents them from doing
2: it? I, I think it's their leadership core that prevents them from doing it.
0: You think it's the guys who've won gold medals for Team Canada that can't do it in San I think it's
2: the guys that just happened to be there when Canada won gold medals.
0: Wow, I, I've always thought that Marlowe was a, a big contributor, that, uh, that Joe Thornton was a big
2: contributor that, to Team Canada. Maybe, but... I don't think I mean, they're doing anything in San I don't watch, I don't don't watch Jose the right Sharks now.
0: on a nightly basis. I don't watch West Coast hockey on a nightly but basis. But
2: Canada won the gold medal in 2010 because R- Roberto Luongo was able to play good enough goaltending. Jonathan Taves line with, it's uh, Taves. I want to say, yeah, it was Rick right. Nash and whatever was easily the three best hockey players in the entire world at that given time. Joe Thornton and Patrick Marleau and Danny Heatley just happened to be on the ice. Okay, Marleau was really good in Sochi.
0: And I think part of that is what gave people hope that maybe this year they were going to uh, cross the yeah, threshold. But he,
2: he's still got Jumbo Joe. Uh, so,
0: so we're now saying that that the Sharks are going to lose this Game Seven. That this is going to be what the third time in history. I always Something say like the that? Sharks yeah, are going to lose.
1: So. But uh, if the Sharks, I think the Sharks, if they do win though, it, like could be one of those classic things of where a good team gets tested very heavily in, in the early rounds and having survived that could be a sign of like you know, that they finally can get over that.
0: Well, that's all they have to do is win one game, right? That's right. what it was
2: for Vancouver uh, when they made it to the finals. They exactly. they went 3-0 up on Chicago, yeah. won it in overtime in Game 7, and then everyone's like, oh, they finally slayed the demons. Right, then, uh, right. Like, yeah, okay. not really, but, I guess not, yeah. <laughs> you know, but...
0: <laughs> uh, going back to uh, our earlier conversation about Donald Sterling, just got a, a really interesting tweet from uh, BP Singh. We would be boycotting Ford cars if Henry Ford was alive. We all know what his views were. Absolutely. That's there's no That's doubt the, about that. That's the perfect that. example. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean
1: there was more so much more The only am-
0: difference is that Ford doesn't play Chrysler.
1: Right. So it's not one of, the, you know, but there was so much more media control over what things and owners and even politicians of what they said, what their personal points of view were. And uh, now it becomes immediate. And the response is also immediate. Exactly. And so media can't quite handle us, Even like the NBA, which is, you know, basically an entertainment industry, even their media resources can't sort of withstand the tsunami of response that social media has to this very immediate, like, affront to their taste and good sense. Well, that's why
0: he didn't want her putting up
1: those pictures on the, the Instagram.
2: Instagram. Wow. I like the fish shape.
0: Yeah, you know, well, they can't see that at home. I know, but it's great. Um, You know, he could have, and again, I don't want to try and and make excuses for the guy because he's obviously deficient in many, many, many ways. But do you think, like, he, he went from saying don't take pictures with Magic Johnson to saying I understand why you respect him, but you should respect him behind closed doors. Is there not a part of it that's like this guy was the Clippers and watched the Lakers dominate for all those years and that's why he has that feeling towards Magic Johnson? Can he really...
1: I don't think that could be. Wow! That, that, I, I can't imagine him trying to lawyer it that way. Oh. I I am curious to see to what extent he comes back up with a fully lawyered up He's you know got explanation. To. He's
0: got to at some point.
1: I just don't think there's one that can sort of like solve the key. It could put the key in the door where people could possibly uh, expect this because the players actually of the league are outraged. Yeah, by this. and the, and, the and, and understandably so. And uh, this was yeah. the
0: outrage that that. I was hoping for from the NHL's elite in Sochi right that we didn't get yeah I, I was I was really hoping for that and and I look at the NBA right now with so much more respect than any other league because these are guys who who understand that they don't put on a helmet they don't cover their face they're not anonymous no that's true yeah and they're standing up for their principles and that is so admirable it really is and, and again there's there's got to be a way for this to to end well for the Clippers. Because I feel bad for Blake Griffin. I, I feel for bad all for Chris players, Paul. I feel, all it's a terrible players, situation. They're in the middle
1: of the playoff. Right. And they don't necessarily need or want this. And it's also a difficult decision to do because they probably, Doc Rivers included, don't want to disappoint their fans, you know, who've done nothing to them except support them and right. buy and the sticking tickets. sticking by that
0: shitty team for a long time. I mean, they've been yeah. terrible since they moved, I mean since they became the clippers they've been a terrible team. That's the a, last few years has been a bit a bit better. They've gotten some guys that the Paul being forced to go to the clippers really benefited them.
1: Yeah, but there's yeah, the bitterness of like Paul not going to the Lakers. Right. You know, which was seemed predestined at one point. Sure. And then I, you have
0: Kobe tweeting I wouldn't play for him. <laughs> It's going to be played for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mm. let's let's uh, let's end this show on a happy note, uh, at least, well, for me and McGimsey. Sorry, James, but you're going to get to hear
2: all about our trip to Boston right now. That's okay. I'll get you back Friday.
0: Okay. <laughs> Turn off my mic while the Habs are playing. Okay? Oh,
2: no, just every single TV and CJD will magically not get the Canadiens game. It's going to be amazing.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Well, in that case, boy, is Fenway Park a dump. What a terrible trip that was. Well, <laughs> no, i glad it was... you were miserable.
0: <laughs> no, I had so much fun going to Boston with
1: uh, with Dave McGimsey and, and a couple of other buddies, and uh, it was just... I thought it was amazing, even though my beloved New York Yankees lost that yeah. game. But we did get to see a guy get kicked out because he had a smear of pine tar the on schmeark. his neck. You know, <laughs> and so that was that was something to see. So you can always say uh, you were at that game. Right. We weren't at the pine tar game. We were at a pine, a tar, pine game. tar game. It would have been great if he like sort of like reacted the way like, George. Oh prayed. my God! That would have been so great. Oh, that would have been the best. That would have been the best. Absolutely. I'm supposed to have this on my neck what do you say?
0: <laughs> no it was uh it was really fun to to see that happen and to i mean for me it was a bucket list thing to see the yankees and the red sox play that was something yeah. i've always wanted to do it's it's celtics lakers it's habs and leafs or habs and bruins
1: the thing I like about it, and baseball always reminds me of that too, is like, you know, like the stadiums are good and the experience is good, but in the end you're watching a game and actually those sort of recede like in focus. And in the end you're just watching a game. And so it's always nice when you actually have real rivals where there's a there, there's consequence to the actual game yeah. itself. I mean, it's great to see Fenway's beautiful in that, but it's, even, it's always better just to see a good game.
0: Oh, I I agree you know? and, and that's what allowed us to go to the Olympic Stadium all those years.
1: Exactly. And that's what we're saying before where uh, you know, the Cincinnati Reds were the Cincinnati Reds, like the Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan, Cincinnati Reds. They played right. in Riverfront, which is like a sort of like pilloried stadium and sure. say, Oh, these were so bad and so bad. But now like they play in like in a fancier place that's done in the Camden Yards model. I mean, they're not the same thing and like the memories that people have, even of those Reds teams. Are going to be way more uh, charming to those people. Even well, though- yeah,
0: until until this Reds team becomes the new big red machine, and then maybe right. those
1: memories. But you can think be like like the, well, exactly, but like so many teams, like the old like the Mets of Shea Stadium, and so the people who remember those great uh, '80s uh, Mets teams, you know, they're like the fact that they played in Shea Stadium is no burden to their memory of like what a great time. When I went to Yankee,
0: yeah, when I went to Yankee Stadium in 1990. 1990- seven or eight to see the Expos play the Yankees the uh the pitchers that day were Carlos Perez and Dwight Gooden right and I was sitting in a section of all Dominicans who were all cheering for the Expos they were Fantastic. they were cheering for Felipe and they were cheering for the Expos and it was great and there was this kid sitting next to my buddy Sam and me and he was like uh, yo you guys have been to Shea <laughs> look over. No, no, I haven't been to Shea Stadium. Outside, it's buns, but but inside, it's butter. <laughs> that stayed no, with great. me forever. And no, when I went when great. I went to Shea for the first time in yeah. 2006, all I could think was, "Well, outside it's buns, but inside it's butter." That's so good. You know? uh, I, I want to thank you all for uh, yes, Jan. Sorry, no. You I'm say. just
1: saying that's that's exactly the way I look at it. It's exactly yeah. what the the thing that you're getting on the inside that is the best, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's
0: the game, and yeah. it's that feeling, and it's it's why I love the Big O. It really is. Well, because
1: you're seeing a team that you like. Right. And that's that's what I liked, you know. My dream of seeing the Boston Red Sox destroyed was not fulfilled that day. Well, but, no, but if we had gone on Tuesday then, or Thursday. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> they
0: whooped them the yeah, other yeah, two days. So that was just bad luck, but that's okay. At least we had good chowder.
1: And lobster pie
0: and love. Oh my, oh my, <laughs> lobster pie. James Foster, worst of luck to the team that's uh, whose jersey you're sporting. But I do like you. You're a nice guy. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. We'll see you Friday. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll be nice to me. I doubt it. Dave McGimsey, thanks so much for thanks. In. I'm also
1: reading tomorrow. Um, oh. on Wednesday night at uh, Blue Met, where the Blue Met Montreal Blue Met Literary Festival, which is at uh, Hotel Ten. On Sherbrooke Street, just at the corner of St. Laurent. Oh, okay, great. On, the same uh, spot as last year. Yeah, Wednesday night at 7.
0: Amazing. What do you? Uh, what will you be reading?
1: I'll be reading uh, some uh, selections of uh, new works, some of which I have premiered on another radio show that you host. Oh,
0: wonderful. Yeah. Okay, Wednesday night. I will uh, do my best to be there. Uh, always a, a great moment in our city when uh, Dave McGimsey does a reading. So uh, thank you, sir. Follow Dave on Twitter at Dave DaveMcGimsey. Follow James on Twitter at JFAwesome. Jimmy G, thank you, sir. Our thanks to John Kakalakis as well. I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next week.
3: Listen up, kid. It's not what you think. Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink, walk home, cross the bridge, when the marquee shut down. There's a reason that I love this town. Nobody cares how much money you have, if you've got enough to get in a cab. There'll be drinks on the house, if your house burns down, there's a reason that I I saw you back. shot the shit with miniature Tim If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him We like the same books and we like the same sounds There's a reason that I love this town I played a show in Kelowna last year Said pick it up, Joel, we're dying in here Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound There's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my Down in our soup, some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lou. Last night at the tour, we burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I
0: Listen to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Dave McGimsey, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll be back next week.
3: What does that sound like?